This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the Blood Red channel as we kick off the start of a series of content across the Reach Sport Network ahead of Christmas. For Liverpool, on the pitch 2020 has been brilliant, ending that elusive wait for a Premier League title. Yet on Merseyside, like many regions across the country, the support and use of food banks has continued to rise, accelerated, of course, by the COVID-19 pandemic. So in the build-up to Christmas here on Blood Red, and as I say, across the Reach Sport Network, the likes of the Manchester Evening News, Newcastle Chronicle, Birmingham Mail and more, we're using our platform to shine a light on those in the community doing their bit to help. Coming up from a Liverpool point of view, the Echo's Liverpool correspondent Paul Gorst checked in with Forbes stuff from the LFC Foundation to highlight the work they're doing, as well as the likes of fans supporting food banks, Radio City's Cash for Kids, and how the Liverpool first team stars have even been playing their part. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. It's been a year that no one will ever forget for, for several reasons. I mean, how challenging has it been for, for yourself in, in your role and, and, and your entire team with, with the pandemic and, and the response to that? Uh, well, first of all, thanks for speaking to me, Paul, and getting me on. Um, I think it's it's been a difficult time for everyone, um, not just at a football club. I just think all across the Liverpool City region, and we've all been affected in ways that we never thought we would. And, you know, having the lockdown at different occasions in Liverpool has been incredibly tough. So, yeah, when the lockdown hit us, you know, around about the 15th of March, it really made us think about how do we work in a different way. Uh, virtually going online, it's not really something that we were used to. It's always about face-to-face delivery, especially for us in our uh, Red Neighbours team, which is all about that local contact, um, and mainly with the elderly uh, or our older residents um, and participants. So it was a a little bit difficult, but we've tried to cope as best we can. We've moved things online, so our chair-based yoga is now online. Uh, Thankfully, our walk and football has returned. Um, so that's back for a couple of weeks before the Christmas break. And really what we try to do is look at what could we as Red Neighbours and also the LFC Foundation do together. Um, and we quickly identified three areas that we wanted to focus on, that being food, social isolation, and then supporting our NHS and key workers. So they were the priority, um, and that's what we, we focused on. So we got a working group together quickly, focused on those three areas, and tried to really... Uh, sort of from March until September, focus on those three areas and really deliver activities as where we can to support those three areas of work. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was quite a quick response because I think within 24 hours of the announcement that um, football was going to be placed on pause, I think there was a, there was a donation pledge, so wasn't there, of 40,000 to, to the St Andrews Food Bank? I mean, um, was it um, how much of a kind of of an issue was it to, to, to say to yourselves that you're going to have to be proactive and, and kind of move quickly to, to ensure that everyone was, was given the support that, that they were going to need? Yeah, it was vitally important and it was uh, it was quick to move fast, really. So, as you mentioned, I think football stopped on the 15th of March and then on the Saturday we pledged uh, £40,000 to the North Liverpool Food Bank straight away because we knew that not having home games we'd be losing access to fans donating food. And yeah. obviously food you know, food, food's vital for everyone. So what we wanted to do was act quickly. So so the LFC Foundation made a £20,000 donation. The players matched it to take it to 40000 um, And then that money went straight to St Andrew's Community Network. 
And then from March up until uh, this current date, um, we've been supporting you know, the North Liverpool Food Bank and there'll hopefully be an announcement soon about our further support with the uh, Trussell Trust across the Liverpool City region. Um, and recently we announced um, £147,000 going towards community pantries, uh, which is fantastic. Obviously, the St Andrews Community Network and the food banks want to push people down a pantry route rather than emergency food parcels. So, you know, the generosity of the fans and people coming together and uh, realising there was a need, uh, that then allowed us to fundraise and give all the money directly to St Andrews Community Network to support pantries, to support food provision, to support food poverty in the area. So I think it's vital. I think we as a club have got a great responsibility to help others, and that's what we've tried to do. We've always supported food banks for the last four, five seasons, um, and that hasn't stopped, and we continue to do that. And there's other organisations helping as well. Um, we know fan support and food banks are a fantastic movement. Um, they're doing that. We know Everton in, the community, Everton in the community do a lot around food as well. So it's about us as a city uniting to help those in our city who are in need, and that's what we've that's what we've tried to do. So we were keen to move quickly, move fast, um, and also help wherever possible. Yeah, that was something I wanted to ask about, actually, about the, the recent donation um, to help the, the struggling families and, and so on with the food banks. I mean, it, it's a whopping sum, really, when you think about it. But um, these figures have kind of come about from a few areas, haven't they? I mean, you want to tell us a little bit more about how how the, the figure actually came about and, and uh, where, where, they, where they will be distributed? Yeah, of course. So the plan is um, we've always been in talks with uh, St Andrew's Community Network about the expansion of community pantries in across Liverpool. Um, and uh, the foundation have a Legends game every year, normally around about the 28th of March weekend, international break. And they were due to play uh, LFC, were due to play Barcelona. Unfortunately, that couldn't happen because the lockdown. So uh, £70,000 uh, of that money uh, was used to then go towards this uh, 147. So that was the money that uh, fans opted to give back or to donate uh, to help community pantries. And then there were some other fund uh, fundraising activities that uh, went on as well online. We had the Unity of Strength um, fundraising appeal that was done through Facebook, through the LFC Foundation. That generated funds. Uh, we also had some of our uh, club season ticket holders, boardroom members and executive lounge members donate money uh, when we reached out to them to say that rather than having a refund on your uh, ticket prices, could you donate it towards us to help community pantries? Um, and that's 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 how it's come about. And we've done other fundraising uh, bits as well, mainly all through the LFC Foundation as the club's official charity uh, to help raise funds to then go directly to food. So, so that's how it, that's how it's come about. Um, the one four seven, and we've done other activities as well to sort of pump that money forward as well. Um, we know that um, Jamie Carragher's foundation, the 23 Foundation, Stephen Gerrard's foundation, they made donations as well to help community pantries. So all that went into the big pot, which then all the money, 100% of it, went to St Andrews Community Network, which is fantastic, really. Yeah. I mean, we've seen so, so much good work from from everyone in, in fairness across the region You know, over the last few months. I mean, you mentioned there about the fans supporting food banks. I spoke to, to Dave Kelly um and Ian Byrne quite recently about their work and um, even things like the, the pay-per-view boycotts, it, it all, everyone just decided to kind of put that money to, yeah. to food banks and just to kind of help out during what has been a crazy time. I mean, um, it, it, it must be, 
is it a feeling of pride almost when you see see this kind of um, response to to what is a what has been at times a particularly dire situation across the region? Yeah, I think so. I think if especially the Liverpool fans, and I'm sure it's people all over the city um, and up and down the UK. I think if you have a campaign or an appeal, uh, and people are passionate about it and see the value in it, then they will give. Um, and I think that's what fan support and food banks do. They were able to do a big appeal to all football fans, regardless if you're red, blue, white, um, as in Tranmere. Um, then it didn't really matter. They were basically saying, you know, donate money, let's get it straight into people that uh, support food banks. So, so yeah, it was. Uh, I think for the food, fan support and food bank point of view, it was very, very um, successful. And it's great to see all that money going into um, to help them. And, Obviously, we've supported fan support and food banks since it started, uh, and we'll continue to do that. And if, I've always said to uh, Dave and Ian, if anything that we can do as a football club, you know, we're not the experts, but we, we want to help and we want to make a difference. So, um, And that's that's what we've tried to do, really, with uh, supporting the food banks uh, across our city. Yeah, and uh, North, North Liverpool Food Bank reported its busiest month in October, sadly. I think it was 521 households that were signed up to the pantries across the city. Yeah. I mean... Donation that, that was recently given for was that kind of in response to that, or was that already in the pipeline and, and in the works? No, we were already talking about how do we open more pantries across the city, how do we help with the needs. So it was already in the talks. I think the one thing that COVID has done is sped everything up. It's forced our hand really to act a lot quicker, um, and then that's why we started the fundraising appeals. That's why we were able to get the money in and then get it straight over to St Andrews to allow them to develop the pantry model, to open more sites, to get the plans in place, and then sort of to push it through, really. Um, so I think it's helped us, um, yeah, just speed up the process, really. We were always in talks of supporting the pantries. It was just a case of sort of like spreading it out across a 12-month period, whereas now it's all been condensed into like a, a three- to four-month period. And I think we, we know that... I think you know yourself, the month we're in now, December and January, I can't see anything changing soon around. People will still need food. There'll still be people in need. Um, and it's about helping get through get through that period and, and doing as much as we can in December and January, really, um, to alleviate that, that, that stress that's put on families and households. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. You mentioned there about Jamie Carragher's 23 Foundation and... And Stephen Gerrard's, and and you can see why, um, you know, legendary figures of the club who who aren't playing anymore have kind of been able to do that. But the, some of the players who are playing now, I mean, we've just seen Andy Robertson kind of open his own charity, and yeah. we've seen Jordan Henderson and Trent Alexander Arnold do help out for the NHS and so on, and James Milner's foundation. I know Virgil Van Dijk does some things that aren't always widely made public. I mean, it does seem to be in this particular playing group that. Um, they're just as passionate about, you know, helping out wherever they can. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. usually a theme that runs right throughout the club. Yeah, exactly. And I think um, if you look at someone like Stephen and, and Jamie, who are, um, you know, Liverpool-born and bred, they've always, even though obviously they they may have, um, like not especially Stephen, obviously moving up, up to Glasgow with Rangers and stuff, I think he's always remembered these roots. He's always given back, as has Jamie. And both foundations do some great work. And then, yeah, in the current crop, You've got a lot of players that want to help, want to make a difference. It might not always be public, maybe done under the radar, but it's always done for the right reason or the right, you know, the right uh, sort of uh, morals. So, um, so yeah, I do think that it's it's important that the first team have responsibility and they want to help and they can do what they can. 
ultimately the focus is always, you know, as Liverpool, as, as you'll know yourself, Paul, it's to win every single game. Um, and, that, and that comes with its own pressure. But there's a responsibility on the pitch and off the pitch. And I think we have got that. And I think, you know, you look at someone like Jordan Henderson, who's a prime example of like leadership on the pitch. And then everything he did with the NHS off the pitch as well. And, uh, and they did little things as well behind the scenes, the players. And I think that's important. And having people like, you know, Henderson and Milner as your uh, leading pros in, in the group and leading examples, I think they're, they're both fantastic role models to, to follow and uh, for young players to look up at and aspire to, which is important. But then they also give back uh, off, the, off the pitch as well. Yeah, I mean, in in the particular case of Henderson, I mean, he's obviously the, the club captain, he's, he's the leader on the pitch, but um, being the, the captain of, of Liverpool Football Club kind of goes beyond what happens, you know, at 3 o'clock on a Saturday, isn't it? It's kind of about yeah. sending the right messages on certain things and, and helping out and just kind of almost being a, a, a figurehead of of, um, of of the club. I mean, he, he's, he's he's been fantastic this year, hasn't he, for, for what he's yeah. done and, and the, the local areas. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think Jordan, uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic player. But uh, I think hand on heart, genuinely a, a nice guy, wants to help, wants to make a difference, and I think he's a he's an example of what we as a football club should be about. Obviously, Jurgen's the spokesperson. Jurgen's who everyone looks at as the manager of the club, the person driving us. And I think Jurgen's very passionate, and I think Jordan's very passionate. They're both winners. They both want to win on the field, and then you take it to off the field. And both gents do things off the record, or they do things under the radar, which is which is important. And fans and people don't always see that, um, but but they do do it. And, and as you say, like Jordan has been instrumental. I think we miss him when he's not on the field. Um, so having him involved at the football club is vital. And I think there's no one better as a, as a club captain, to be honest. Mm. Uh, and what we normally see around Christmas is, is the players with the annual visit to to all the hay to, to deliver some presents. To, to, Children on the ward and so on. I mean, that's probably unlikely to be able to happen this year, sadly. But um, are there any kind of contingency plans in, in place that you know of? So yeah, um, the, the the players can't make an annual visit, as you can understand, obviously uh, to all the here. But I do know that there's going to be uh, some online um, content, and there's um, the, the the players are doing stuff with some of the wards and all the here. I don't know all the ins and outs, I'm afraid, but I do know that they are planning to do. Uh, to do sort of like a virtual um, a call with with certain wards and some special visits and things like that. So yeah, so, so there is stuff going on. The club's always supported all the hair, uh, and and will continue to do that. Yeah, uh, uh, as I say, Christmas coming up. Another their neighbours are donating was it fifteen hundred Christmas food hampers to residents in, in Anfield and Kirby and LFC yeah. retail are giving um, thousands of gifts to Radio City's Cash for Kids. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that and, and kind of what's in the, in the pipeline for what, what is probably the busiest time of year for yourself? Yeah, of course. So um, we've got um, 1,500 food hampers. They've been made up at Anfield at the stadium and the plan is for them to be distributed to different community groups in Anfield and Kirby and then also some of our foundation participants and also our Red Neighbours participants. So the plan for that really is they're all going to be delivered on the 21st, 22nd, 23rd of December in time for Christmas uh, day. It's uh, a food hamper uh, based on four people. Um, obviously, we know some people live on their own, um, but within the hamper, there are some recipes for the food that if you don't eat it, then what are the options? to? So instead of wasting it, you can then reuse it to make different things, and our uh, chefs at Anfield are creating that, um, and that'll all be going out. Uh, we've had a whole host of partners 
and others donate towards the Hamper campaign, some of our club partners. Um, and yeah, really, we're just trying to give a Christmas dinner to those that either may be on their own or maybe in need of some form of help. And it's just a little sort of thank you from us uh, to them uh, around that. Um, so I think that would be a great thing. And that's just in a couple of days before Christmas. Um, and then you mentioned Radio City Cash for Kids uh, with their toy appeal. So we're fully behind that. We're fully supporting it. All the retail stores in Liverpool, Chester are all a drop-off point. So um, people can drop off the toys. We've got a fundraising page that's online. All that money goes to Cash for Kids. Um, so they can then buy toys, wherever the shortfall is, because they're obviously looking to buy toys and gifts from zero to 18. Um, so we're fully behind that. We're hoping to do a little push next week uh, again uh, online and try and get some content to, to help Mission Christmas, really. But, yeah, um, it's something that I, I must admit I'm quite passionate to do, that I think if, if we're able to encourage people to donate toys or fans to donate online and, and give what they can, um, then I think it'd be fantastic when you, when you hear about... Um, you know, that obviously one in three children live in some form of poverty within our city. You know, we're around about uh, just under 500,000 population. So it's around about 165,000 children in our city in some form of poverty. I just think me personally and us as a football club should do all we can to help those. And that's what we've tried to do, re really try and push it. And, and there's still a few things that I want to do and want to try and achieve. And me as not just me personally, but us as a wider team, that we want to try and do, and that's what we'll be working on over the next week to 10 days to really try and uh, help uh, Mission Christmas and, and the appeal for toys, really. So they're yeah. the big things at the moment. I mean, when you kind of break it down, you know, with each initiative and so on coming up over Christmas, and you've had an incredibly busy period, well, pretty much all year. I mean, it just seems like a, a fantastic team effort from from Red Neighbours, from the LFG Foundation and, and pretty much everyone involved kind of pulling together to, to do what they can. Yeah, it is. Do you know what it is? A team effort. You, you can't Honestly, you can't do it on your own and we pull upon the strengths of other people in the club, other departments, you know, the chefs at Anfield, the stores team, um, membership, partnership. It's a whole real operation uh, to make it happen. But uh, And I think for me, the, the most important thing is we're trying to help those um, that, are, that are either struggling, that are in need, or are you know less fortunate than us. And we just we ha as I've said at the start, we have as a football club, we have a huge responsibility um, off the field, not just on the field. And that's where I see Red Neighbours and the foundation playing a vital role in trying to make a difference to those people we work with. Just finally, then I mean, <laughs> you're particularly busy over Christmas with with so much kind of in the pipeline, but. Uh, yeah. Are you looking ahead to the new year and, and things that, that can be done there or is it all just full steam ahead towards Christmas? <coughs> yep, yeah, sorry, it's, it's full steam ahead for Christmas. It's our busiest time. You know yourself, the football calendar is busy yeah. um, and we've got um, a lot of activities, a lot of events going on um, and it's really the run-up to Christmas. And then in January, hopefully we'll pick up where we left off. Um, hopefully we'll be able to restart some of the programmes uh, with you know sports centres and community centres reopening schools returning and we'll hopefully be able to try and get to some but some form of normality you know let's hope in january we'll have more fans attending home games it gives us an opportunity to host uh, some community groups some school children some charities um and yeah and let's hope for a better 2021 than what we've been through i think uh, for all of us really you've been listening to the blood red podcast from the liverpool echo